Hi, welcome to my podcast. Join me and my guest, former Miss Scotland and television presenter, Jennifer Reoch, as we talk all things presenting Miss World and making it in media. My name is Karen Matthew and this is Galvanise. so excited to have you on how's 2020 oh I think it's treated me the same way as most people it's been (laughs) you know it's been a tricky year but I've actually been very grateful because I've been able to um, Mm -hmm. work throughout most of the year I am currently sort of co-hosting Heart Scotland Radio and I've been able to broadcast throughout the whole pandemic which do you know it's actually been a bit of a privilege to be on air and hopefully try and yes. keep people distracted keep people's spirits up talk about some absolute nonsense but in a fun way that hopefully uh-huh. provides <laughs> that wee bit of escapism and being able to actually do that helps me as well because you get to have a bit of fun it's a bit of a bubble that's that it's a nice place to be so that's been amazing it's been disappointing that I've maybe not done um as much work obviously tv wise that's obviously mm-hmm. been difficult to to maintain and I I was lucky enough to work with a lot of different events and do hosting and things so um yes. obviously the events industry has been absolutely hammered that's been hit it really hard. has which uh-huh. is heartbreaking because I know so many amazing people that work within that industry um and it's I've been lucky enough to do a small part in that over the last few years so that's been really mm-hmm. sad not to do that But that's only, like, I know that I'm very lucky to still be working as someone in media and freelance. And do you know what? I'm happy and healthy and my family are, so I really cannot complain as far as 2020 goes. It's been been what it's been. And there's been some high points and some low points. And there's been some weeks where you you just sulk a wee bit. And you get to, like, Friday and you're like, Uh oh, we've done a week again. It has been a bit of a roller coaster, but... (laughs) It's been not too bad. How has it been for you? All right, you uh, survived it. Yeah, pretty much the same. I totally agree with your point. Although there's been a lot of negatives in the year, you just have to be grateful exactly. that you've your health and that you're you can still survive. I exactly. And I love what you're saying about radio and podcasts, and this is yeah. exactly why I'm kind of doing what I'm doing. Is it has provided me with sanity yes. whilst working from yes. home and listening to you guys on the radio and just providing just humor. just that we happy bubble <laughs> that's all we yeah. need uh-huh. a happy bubble to be in for an hour yeah exactly just come out of reality for a little bit and just just enjoy listening to good content which you definitely can. thank you I, I try mostly <laughs> nonsense but every now and again there's a gem <laughs> nonsense is the best yes <laughs> I agree <laughs> So I'm um, interested in how you actually became a presenter, Jennifer. This is exactly why you're on. Um, we're so interested in your story. How exactly did you find your way into the world of entertainment? Was it what you envisioned yourself doing? Do you know, it actually was. It's kind of something I've always wanted to do when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of went through school and I was that big like geek, that big loser that was like always talking in front of the assembly and if I had anything to say and and six year like was head girl so I was like I'll talk in front of the assembly all the time basically getting public speaking practice um which is you know actually at the time I just like doing it and being part of the school and as I said being a big geek and totally proud of it um (laughs) and so it's kind of something that I didn't maybe realize at the time how helpful that experience of speaking in front of people yeah confidence and I suppose your ability to do it so um yeah it's something I was kind of always keen on but then I went and did law and French at Glasgow Uni and I was like yeah 
I didn't really necessarily want to be a lawyer, but I was unsure exactly of what route to take at that point and thought, well, mm-hmm. law is a good discipline to have under my belt. Yeah. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's kind of a useful communication tool. You learn how to construct sentences and be competent within your own sort of powers of, of discussion. Course. And so I thought, why not? And with my um, French, I got a year abroad out of that as well and got to live in Lyon in France and try and attempt to learn law in French, which was a uh, no mean feat. And I'm pretty sure I was rubbish, <laughs> but I managed yeah. to scrape through. And oh, no, that was so. great. But I actually joined the... Glasgow University uh, student TV they're called Gust um, and they were amazing yeah so I was a member of Gust I joined in my second year I was too scared in first year which was so stupid but anyway I joined in second year absolutely (laughs) loved it some really great really creative people they had their own studio we got to do a bit of practice with cameras and editing and finding content and being in front of camera but also just sort of all the different jobs that goes into to making TV and um, so that was like yeah. great experience and I loved it then I went away for my third year so I wasn't part of it then but I came back in fourth year and was like co-editor of the film program for a while and just got stuck mm-hmm. into that and really really loved it so that was really helpful and experience wise um, and Yay. then sort of yeah it was just it was great really eye-opening and it gives you hands-on experience so you can make mistakes without it being a disaster like and when I was at uni that all kind of all went online and everything as well which was great mm-hmm. um and then just towards the end of uni actually I applied for Miss Scotland and I wasn't sure I was applying for different okay that was very random like yes I'm about <laughs> to graduate in law I think I'll go to Miss Scotland um but you know yep. I'm so so glad I did I'd done modeling for for quite a few years sort of on and off and thought mm-hmm. I'd known some of the girls that had been Miss Scotland in the past and thought do you know what I'm going to put my yeah. name in the ring and see what happens and um, yeah it worked out quite well for me so I really of just <laughs> like really enjoyed the year tried to make the most of it in terms of getting more experience in front of cameras and talking to people and then at the end of Miss Scotland um, got to host the year that I handed over my title and I did it with Louis Spence who is a dancer pineapple oh, dance great. studios he I is a whirlwind <laughs> of energy um so oh, we were yeah. quite good contrasts on stage because he had no idea what was going on and was just doing a lot of pirouettes and a lot of splits and all sorts and I was like right we need to do the show now so that was quite good fun um and, <laughs> and now yeah, exactly <laughs> like we need to move on um but that was really good fun um and yeah just so basically it was kind of a constant stream of just trying to pick up experiences I went and basically yeah. I think my f- first big professional like TV gig was STV in 2014 when they launched STV Glasgow and it became as a very sort of regional station I put in my application I had a friend um, that filmed me for my like one minute application I had a bit of experience from different presenting stuff Mm -hmm. I'd worked on from corporate sides of things to helping out with Miss World stuff and they 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 liked me and that kind of this was the rest is history so I worked with STV for for years and loved it (laughs) and thankfully I've managed to continue in a presenting role of some sorts for the last sort of six or so years now which is yeah it's been amazing I've been so lucky I've loved it yeah you have had the most amazing career and that was such like a great overview of how you got into it and I love the fact that you we're doing your law degree and you always had this inkling in your head that you wanted to do maybe something a little bit more in the yeah, yeah. side of things and you 
uni allowed you to experiment with that and dabble in it and of course this Scotland which I personally think is one of the best <laughs> things that you can do especially if you want to go into the world of entertainment not no really not biased at all <laughs> <laughs> but it did it just opened so many doors it gives you it? a different outlook on how things work it gives you a different avenue into mm-hmm. networking and meeting people because it gives you that almost like that that thing that not many people have it's almost that extra novelty factor if people go oh you're Miss Scotland okay let's have a chat and I suppose it opens doors that you wouldn't necessarily have if you come straight out of uni um and also kind of just gives you a bit of confidence I think like give you confidence in the world of meeting people and again doing things that maybe initially were out of your comfort zone and you you learn to go no I can do this and um I think something like Miss Scotland was just it was great and I loved it and it was a fun year and I'm very lucky that I got to do it and experience it and I think being able to do something kind of as fun as that is just so jammy like it is amazing and I appreciate not (laughs) not many people get to do it but I think what comes about from that is learning also to like just say yes to opportunities because the most random things will come up during a year as Miss Scotland and for me, I like worked with a charity, which was a really rewarding sort of element of it. And I've kept in touch still with the charity to this day. And it was a charity called Wobbly Williams, which is also funding Euro. And mm-hmm. I, I got to do things like climb Kilimanjaro. I got to run the London Marathon. I, yes, I got to do amazing. like go to dinners and meet people. I got to do the catwalk and I did a catwalk in New York. I did photo shoots abroad. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's those things that you just don't, think would happen but it gives you those opportunities to go yeah but okay does, I want yeah. to do that I want to get involved and um a very very lucky place very privileged to have been able to do it but yeah you uh-huh. got to really get into Miss Scotland and grab all the opportunities and try and make the best of it I totally agree I think it's exactly what you make it because each one of us and I know probably about yeah. five or six really well in their stories. Um, and we all have completely yeah. different years. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you know I mean? we are all so different. And I love the idea that you just kind of need to go through any yeah. door that opens. You don't shy away from it because you're only going to learn if you love it. Exactly. If you do it. And usually those risks can turn out to be the most rewarding. So it is great. I, I love how excited you are because I'm also really excited and I forget. I know. That it's it just, like, oh, yeah. It is, it is, just, it is one of those things that's very easy to kind of go into. Oh, yeah, I've done that. It's fine. Or I'm doing that, whatever, and get on with yeah. the sort of day to day of it. But when you take a step back and you mm-hmm. really appreciate the opportunities you've been given you and the fun it. things uh-huh. you've done, and like going to Miss World, that's ridiculous. That's so cool. Oh, and like, yes. again, I d- even like, obviously, like, there's things like Miss Scotland and Miss World draws different opinions from people, and some people have preconceptions mm-hmm. that I think are maybe unfair or uh, like they don't maybe know about it. But you love it or hate it, you can't like argue against the fact that meeting you can't yeah, take away that exactly huge. you can't <laughs> take away the fact that meeting like 120 women from around the world is a cool experience like even if it's uh-huh. a like a pageant that people don't think is great meeting that many amazing young women from around the world is incredible yeah. anyway I love the fact that it was Miss World and yeah exactly country, it's just right? cool I just I've always wanted to represent my country in some capacity but I'm like well, I'm not really talking Rubbish. anything. And yes, you are. Nonsense. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I thought, wow, that's amazing. But it's, I just think it's, it's great. And you are an ambassador yeah. for Scotland. And what better privilege is No, I agree. That, really? I loved it. I much, absolutely much loved it. Very cool indeed. 
So taking you back to Miss Scotland, because you mentioned you kind of applied for it I came yeah. out off the cuff. Did you think for a moment that you were you were going to come out as the winner? Was that a no? It was to a total shock because I uh, I ended <laughs> up. I think I spoke to my mum as I was doing the application, like whilst trying to do uni work and just like I think mm-hmm. trying to do some report or study or something, which I was not enjoying. And I was like, oh, I think I might like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think if I put my like application in for Miss Scotland, my mom was like, "Yeah, like whatever you want, just do like I basically, and whatever, like it's probably not gonna work out." And I was like, "Well, what if it did?" And, and she's like, "It's well, just put the application in and see." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It's never gonna come <laughs> to anything." Um, and yeah, then it totally did. And I think an element of that helped me because it wasn't something that like I had maybe totally set my heart on it was an opportunity that presented itself and I thought yeah "Yeah, I'll give it a go why not put my name in Mm -hmm. and obviously I I love I love getting involved and just getting stuck in and it's the perfect kind of opportunity for that because there was all these challenges before you actually make it to the Miss Scotland final Uh for our year there was so many ridiculous things that we did um yeah oh my goodness I know so we had (laughs) what did we do we did some like kicking with Nick Nairn we did um we did a stand-up comedy night where we had to do like oh a three-minute routine in a comedy <laughs> club um thankfully to like a friendly wow. audience of our friends and family but it was each person brought a few people around like it was so scary but amazing uh-huh oh, uh, I know that, that was that was scary we did um I did a camping trip like we stayed overnight and then did some like activities outside like we did so many random things it's just so yeah vain, and it was brilliant it? and I think you it's good for people that want to get stuck in like you see because it I think it rewards people put effort in because I don't think um well I think you and I are in the same boat that we'll both admit that yeah. we really gave it our oh, all God, absolutely. when we competed um you just have to go yeah, hard to I go think, home, really. And There's that's no the difference between. as well. And I, again, I, I think I probably speak for both of us when you, like, you're doing it because you enjoyed it. So, like, I love doing all these things and exactly. having the chance to do them because, again, you think, well, when else would I get a, a chance to come up and cook with Nick uh-huh. Nairn or when else would I get a chance to try stand-up comedy because it's not a career I'm going into because <laughs> my comedy is not strong enough. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, definitely be? not. <laughs> Every now and again, I might say something funny, and it's by pure coincidence that somebody laughed. Like there is no, <laughs> no good skill there. Um, but no, it was. Um, oh, yeah, it's, like, it's just it's having those opportunities. It's loving those opportunities. It's trying them, and mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not good at it or you hate it, fine. But at least you give it a good shot. Like oh, we got to dance. It, yeah, like Anton de Beck and Erin Bogue hosted um, the the competition um when we did it and it was amazing because we got to dance with them and we got like taught Mm -hmm. stuff by people who were on Strictly Come Dancing and you're like again this doesn't happen like but yeah yeah no but it was it was real life it was (laughs) like it was sort of an opportunity again Mm -hmm. I'm very very grateful I got to do so no it was it's it's brilliant it was a great year it it gave me a bit of confidence and to be honest I think honestly sorry I think I like repeated myself there but like the honest and the honestly but this is honest then because I've said it about 60 times <laughs> I think it is a big reason that I ended up going into presenting those because it gave me that extra yeah. level of confidence those extra level of contacts that mm. kind of said yeah okay go for it why not and I'm just so delighted that yeah. I did and you were in the world of entertainment which obviously 
is where yeah. the presenting roles lie and that that would have came from this world as well which as we've already touched on is an insane experience it's so special that you can only do it once there's no second time third time there's one shot and it's yes it's just fab so who were your um so I um I probably my my roommate was Miss South Africa and um, I was probably closer with uh-huh. you know like you get split up into groups obviously or like names and things like yes. that so yeah. I was quite friendly with Miss Puerto Rico who's really lovely a girl called Amanda and mm-hmm. I actually ended up being quite pally with um like Miss Northern Ireland Miss Wales Miss England because our yeah, yeah the UK yeah, law UK brilliant law. and we yeah. were in the UK obviously as uh-huh. well so that made it a lot mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly so that common. made it a bit more like we were together because the PR that we got the year we were there we're really trying to sort of sell the mm-hmm. home nations and so that was nice and they were great girls like yeah. I went and met up with well I actually met up with most of them I saw Miss England again Elise she now lives in Australia um and I met up with like Fanola mm-hmm. who's Miss Northern Ireland and I've seen her a couple of times and again sort of Sarah and Wales and it was a good group I actually also hung out with Miss Iceland a girl called Serun um and she'll kill me because I say her name wrong like every time uh-huh. even though I swear it's right <laughs> she says it's wrong my Icelandic is not strong um <laughs> But I went over and like uh-huh. basically stayed with her in Iceland and we went over and like me and my my boyfriend Jamie like we went and hung out for like five nights in Iceland and she showed us around and oh, that's, that's the kind of connections and friends that you can make from something like that so yeah Definitely. that was oh making friends from awesome all so of the so world. cool it actually doesn't, it doesn't it's awesome better. very very cool <laughs> and obviously for those that don't know there's tasks within Miss World, just like there is for Miss Scotland. So what tasks did oh, you have? Oh, so I think similar to a lot of the other years. So obviously you had to do Dances of the World. Um, I had not mm-hmm. really prepared that because I had been advised that probably... Yeah, but I was. You were great. (laughs) Thank you. I I was told that they never choose Scotland. (laughs) So I was like, great, I don't really need to work on this. I swear, ever since you're yours, you've always... (laughs) It's mental. So... Uh, it was John (laughs) (laughs) I was like they never choose Scotland don't bother like working on your Highland Fling I was like right no bother so I like YouTubed it to just work it out I made up my Highland Fling entirely on the spot Uh, like I've been to enough Kayleys (laughs) to get a rough idea of what you're meant to do so I I implemented my Kaylee knowledge just smile smile. get the hands up and do a wee padua you're all good so um it was really good fun yeah dance of the world um to do a talent I sang very averagely and did not make the finals which was entirely fair because there was much more talented people than me um, but I gave it a go because I was like you can't come to Miss World and not give it a go yeah um, exactly and yeah there was a sports round which for our year was like we had to do running swimming but then obviously we were also in Scotland so we did a mini Highland Games obviously so That's they were like brilliant. oh Scotland how do you toss mm-hmm. the caber and I was like I don't know like we don't do this <laughs> yeah I know that beats me I was out... oh my <laughs> goodness I think we tea. actually do we were running around like so I went out in my I had like mini kilts obviously very kindly made by uh, the Glen uh-huh. Isla team John at Culbert there who's an absolute dream and made all these amazing wee kilts for me and I was mm-hmm. doing Highland Games in a kilt and I was like this is the most Scottish thing I think I've ever done like this is madness <laughs> yeah <laughs> this exactly is more um 
it's like a steady it's, it's unbelievable but it's so you just funny. embraced it um <laughs> so that was really good fun I loved yeah. it and I actually did quite well in the sport round so that was nice um and yeah mm. I think like and did the beauty with a purpose of course that's a really big and important part of Miss World of and that course. was the charity sort of uh-huh. team that I was working with so um yeah it was really nice obviously you got to the interview round which is a bit scary but again I quite like talking to people so that was all right um but that was kind of like the the yeah. marked elements of it and outside of that I suppose it was just about being part mm-hmm. of the team and interacting with people and just getting uh-huh. again kind of stuck in yeah oh brilliant such a it is it really is experience is it <laughs> you don't just do one thing you're you just have to go for it yeah exactly it's good <laughs> yeah I love it so you obviously made such a great impression at Miss World because you were actually invited back the following year to present a family and I know a lot of people know this yeah so well I, I kind of kept in touch with the Miss World team um because I ended up sort of placing in the sort of top seven um and that was yes, a, again the big shock it was really nice obviously very kind of the judges they clearly made a horrible mistake but they got me in there which was nice I came on they did like a top they did <laughs> a right. top seven instead of like so they normally do like a top five at the end but they brought like seven of us on so it was down to like the very last yeah. moment I was like oh my god this is mental um so yes I'd, I'd done sort of obviously had hopefully made quite a good impression kept in touch with the team um mm-hmm. Mrs Julia Morley is like sort of head of the the Miss World organization she's a pretty incredible woman and I just sort of kept in touch went back and yeah. forward had done obviously some some presenting and knew that's the route I wanted to go down had managed to get some sort of showreel together mm-hmm. and had sent it on to the organization and to her and said listen this is what I like want to do this is what I've got experience wise is there anything I can do like or any advice you can give me um and she very kindly came back and said would you like to come to Indonesia with us and I was like let me check my diary yes yes I'm available <laughs> um, absolutely <laughs> um, I'm not so it was actually I think it was, ended up being two years after it was 2013 I went back and um oh, yeah it was right yeah it was absolutely amazing so I spent a month in Bali in Indonesia and we I it was me and a girl called Gwendolyn she was Miss Philippines my year and we both presented Mm -hmm. the online web footage of like behind the scenes so that was one of the I think that was the first year they'd ever done it as well I think now they do a lot of online content obviously like online stuff is yes yeah it's it's exploded and I think the year I the year I was there there wasn't mm-hmm. like we didn't do any social media like because 2011 like yeah it's amazing because it's one of those oh, really? things that obviously nine years is it really Does wasn't I mean it was in the sense nine years but actually like how much it's changed in terms of online and social media yeah is massive like it has changed so so much even yeah. the, the year after me and then again sort of the 2013 year like social media was a much bigger part I was I think one of the last years that it wasn't really massive at all yeah we have a whole task dedicated to I know it makes media, me so sound like a granny and I really wasn't that long ago I promise um <laughs> so we we were no, doing the presenting all. in 2013 in Bali for um the Miss mm-hmm. World stuff and we got to do like a daily video and all went on YouTube and it's I mean if you count up all really? the views of these videos like kind of I think it's like in, it's hundreds of thousands of views if not more like across all the the month it was absolutely fantastic worked with a really great crew over there as well um 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they're such like a family unit, aren't they? And you're you're in a safe environment to try oh, new definitely. things and new skills. It was great so, to hone that, and then set. again, all that sort of footage went into making another showreel when I got back, which then I think ultimately led to me getting the job at STV. Oh, brilliant! And to take you on to STV, how did it feel becoming a national or national household name? <laughs> oh, thank you. I you like are. that. I like, I'm going to going to take that. Um, <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin Matthew said. Um, no, I think, um, I mean, it was a total, like, cliche to say it, but it was a bit of a dream come true. Like, getting to be a TV presenter mm-hmm. on live TV is exactly what I kind of always wanted to do. So, to be sitting there on, like, the first yeah. night. Thank you. It was. It was Congrats. Just, to be yeah, able to say that you've done what you've always wanted. It was. Thank you. It was, so I was. I was. I was delighted. Like, and it was as fun as I thought it would be and I mean the first night obviously is a bit nerve-wracking but once you get into it like over the next so we worked I worked on the show for about four years and the team of people that I worked with were amazing I'm still like mm-hmm. super close pals with most of them like they really it was a really small team that we all worked really oh, hard great. but I just like the people are the best they're brilliant and I worked very closely presenting with a guy called David Farrell who is still like a really good friend as well and mm-hmm. yeah they're just a really good team it was really nice people oh, um good but getting to do some incredible things like because it wasn't super like UK wide the pressure wasn't as heavy as that but yeah. it kind of gave you that platform and that freedom uh-huh. to choose a bit of editorial stuff that you wanted to do topics and people that you wanted to speak to and I like mm. going out and doing different things and taking on different challenges and I also end up doing like a series called Scotland City Safari which was based around like animals and outside and outdoors stuff because I really enjoy a lot of that and got to go and like meet huskies up in Aviemore and I got to do ice climbing and escape and yeah like oh, down at an animal hospital called Hesselhead Wildlife it's uh, sort of trust they do amazing things down in Ayrshire and Beath and I, I got to know oh, some great people and brilliant. also get to do a job that I loved I got to yeah. talk as you can tell, I do it too much, but I got to talk. I got paid yeah. to talk. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think there's perfect. a better job. So it was a dream. Oh, that's so good. I feel like you <laughs> are living the dream, honestly, because so many people, right, when they go into interviews for jobs, they're saying, people ask, well, what is your ideal scenario? And everyone always says, you know, something that just yeah. pays day to day, different challenges. <laughs> and that's exactly I know. what you're doing. I know, oh, I, I, so I am fully ideas. aware of kind of how utterly jammy I was. I mean, it was, honestly, <laughs> I, well, you I worked pestered hard enough you people that they so eventually let it. me in and gave me a job. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, annoying That's in a nice what you need way. To do, and they're like, yeah. "Oh God, is she still there?" Right, put her on the telly. That'll mm-hmm. do. It'll be fine. Get rid of her. Um, no, it was brilliant. <laughs> it's just really an opportunity to show how good you are in that situation. You just need to be persistent, and if you believe in yourself and know that you've got what yes, it takes, you do. You just need that one no, moment. It is. That sounds really but, cheesy, but yeah, I think those cliches moment, kind of are true. To be honest, there. I think that's the reason they're a cliche because. It does mm-hmm. kind of, especially with media, media is a very, very fickle industry and I have been very lucky to have a bit of success yeah. in it over the last few years and I've absolutely loved it and I would not change it for the world and it is an industry I would totally recommend to people but it is something you've got to be so aware that like things change yeah. so quickly and 
there's not really I mean there's not many industries now that there's job security but there's like no job security in media like it's always that kind of keeping you on the toes and I think that's why you've got to love it and you've got to actually genuinely like doing something different every day and Mm -hmm. trying to have a bit of like excitement about that flexibility um so it is like it is it's great for that and I'm just I just so so lucky I got to do it like it's it was for me like the perfect job and I I get I don't and I don't think that's that's an overstatement like I actually loved it I don't think there's anything I would have rather done in my 20s than like be on doing that yeah doing the Miss Scotland and going to the TV like it's god it's so bloody jammy honestly even you talk about it like that there was definitely bad bits I'm sure (laughs) but you always remember the good bits you're like of course um yes Uh well one of the biggest parts of your career has been the new year show the Hawkmanay show <laughs> is one of the biggest traditions in the country and see when I found out you were oh, doing that, thank I was you. so excited for you but I was also <laughs> so nervous because it's such a it's such a huge undertaking isn't it because it's been it's been on our yeah TVs I know I mean Scotland well does Hawkmanay we right I think we we know how to bring in the new year so it's it's always wonderful yeah. to be uh, anywhere near involved with the, the Hogmanay show so I mean the I think this is the biggest sort of production that we did brought in like show, it was Sean's uh, Sean Batty I was working with and it was kind of his Hogmanay and I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to sort of be part of it um, which was great and it was yeah. nice although we did bring in the year 2020 which I think a lot of people aren't that grateful for <laughs> like really we could have just stayed in 2019 guys <laughs> You'll not fair um, but I kind of have been part of a couple of Hogmanay shows from years before which were maybe a bit smaller scale mm-hmm. um but yeah it's always an absolute pleasure to be involved sort of bringing the new year and being part of a very traditional Scottish celebration like there was one year I think oh I think I can't yeah. remember what year this was I because I think I did it actually quite early with John Mackay and we just did a few links it was a pre-recorded show um, so it wasn't maybe as big a celebration as the Sean Batty uh-huh. one, but um, they had in the paper the Battle of the Bells, as in obviously the Bells for New Year, but they put a picture of me and Jackie Bird as if it was like we were battling for New Year. And I was like, that's hilarious. I can't oh, believe no. it. I just felt honoured to have been anywhere near mentioned in the Jackie Bird New Year celebrations. I was yes. like, yes, yes, I love it. What a way to oh, start yeah, always. But no, I was really... <laughs> It was actually quite an honour to be like, oh, yeah, I am up doing like Hogmanay and that is like, yeah. Jackie Bird is a legend for all the right reasons. So to be kind of, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So she's a kid, kid, part of you, you never know. But no, it was, uh, it's always good fun to do that. <laughs> oh, good. And now obviously you're most, uh, well, daily it is indeed yeah it's really good again I love I love live I think doing live broadcasting is really exciting Mm -hmm. because it keeps you on your toes you never really know where it's going to go um which is part of the excitement and the fun and I think sometimes can bring out the best Mm -hmm. bits to be honest and in tv and radio because when things go wrong or things go in a direction you don't expect that's when it's real and that's when I think people really connect to you so instead of it being this perfect robotic link of this was this song this is what we're talking about move on it's got a bit of energy hopefully Uh to it and you might say the wrong thing and you 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 stuttered over your words and then you're like (laughs) I don't know what that was never mind it it just makes you like a a human (laughs) yeah exactly so So, um, (laughs) that is 
it's brilliant yeah it's really good fun and I think actually what I've learned over the last sort of year and a half of doing mm-hmm. it is it's just so different to TV actually like it is a very different discipline and the skill of yeah. talking in that radio sense where it is a bit more conversational but you've still got to present versus TV where it is a bit mm-hmm. more like this is what I'm going to tell you about it's it's less it's a, it's a different style of presentation and that is trying yeah. to get your head around that is actually a bit of a challenge and I think hopefully I started to master that now but it's um it's good fun and it's nice to have that skill and um having a wee bit more technical knowledge again of how sort of the radio works and when to press the right buttons and all that kind of thing is is a challenge but it's mm-hmm. um it's great I really really like it and I've been very grateful for being part of the sort of the team at heart this year as well more than ever so yeah it's been really good yeah oh it's it's That's amazing okay. you're Thank so you. fun to listen to you and Des just really bring oh that's so nice into the day so whoever doesn't listen to her <laughs> I you're hired for the advertising it. honestly that's great <laughs> yeah, I'm here to give anyone model support I am yes I used to be a yes. leader at uni so you can probably tell love your enthusiasm love excellent <laughs> So what are your plans for the future? Do you have any long-term goals or short-term goals? No, no, I can't. I mean, sadly, I have nothing too top secret in the pipeline. I would love to say, oh, I don't know. It could make it much more exciting, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) exactly I'll be honest no I mean I think um sort of this year has obviously (laughs) been tricky for for media and things going forward and um to be honest I've kind of just sort of kept going with radio and not really pushed on for anything else really I mean last year was the first year that I got to present a show called Getaways for BBC uh, Scotland and BBC Northern Ireland and that was a travel show yes. thank you oh very much goodness. and that, that amazing I mean I said obviously a dream job at STV with with Live at Five and Riverside Show and stuff but actually I think being a travel presenter like I always remember watching the holiday show on BBC like when I was younger like 10 or mm-hmm. 12 and watched a presenter called Jill Dando do it and I was like I want her job and then I got to present a holiday show last year and I was just like oh my goodness pinch me like oh I was in like Croatia (laughs) Philadelphia (laughs) and I was in Seville and it was incredible oh yeah what was your favorite location I know they were also different actually Um, so I think if I was going to tell people to go I would tell you to go to Seville Seville is amazing it was beautiful Mm -hmm. really really cool city right Um, but honestly all three were amazing Um, we're in northern Croatia and that was gorgeous super nice I'd definitely go back and then Philadelphia is a very mm-hmm. sort of American city break so you've got to be in the mood for that it's different sort of different vibe but yeah. like that was the dream and I was really excited because I think there was chat of maybe it getting recommissioned this year and I was like yes I'm gonna get to go and obviously then coronavirus hit. Mm-hmm. and that's not gonna happen yeah then, so yeah, I'd love <laughs> to try and get back onto some sort of travel show ideally getaways it was a great team um and really nice production company to work with mm-hmm. and obviously being on the BBC was really nice as well but of a different channel different vibe different people different audience I suppose so that was really great um and I would love so yeah sort of, I suppose in the next few years I would love it if the world opened up again and we could get on to some sort of travel shows and that would be nice mm-hmm. um Fingers I think crossed. if I can try and get some sort of more sort of national UK stuff again it's a very 
competitive industry is tricky and I love all the roles I've had up here in Scotland and I mm-hmm. very much would like to stay I think in Scotland ultimately in terms of where I'm based but I'm happy to travel happy to move about and I think if I mm-hmm. could do maybe some more just a different show I'd love to get back into doing a bit of TV as well I mean I did sort of a first report this morning last year so that was nice to kind of get onto a UK wide audience and sort of, oh, of pushing brilliant. for something like yeah. that I love yeah I watch a lot of UK yeah. based TV shows as I'm sure a lot of people do and yes. it's so nice to hear a Scottish accent yeah definitely and you know, they're from my part of the UK a lot because there, there's a lot of London accents of course so of course five million people there and there's five million people in Scotland but it's just so refreshing to hear a, a voice like yourself um and I suppose for people watching, especially the yeah, I hope so. And I like, thank you. No, I, I love I love hearing Scottish voices on TV as well. And I think the more you hear it, the more normal mm-hmm. it should sound. Because I think sometimes you hear a Scottish accent, you're like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and just, the more realistic it, you it need feels. to feel that like Scottish TV, and because there's a lot of talent in Scotland, like on screen and off. And I think we need to push yes. more for Scottish produced and like featured in shows to go across the UK I mean for me at the moment we still see a lot of like yeah. very London centric maybe more Manchester now especially BBC and stuff have got a hub up there so you are still seeing predominant in English and as you said like the numbers make sense of course there's going to be a lot of English features and that's fine but what I would love to see uh-huh. is more like like a Scottish show shown across the UK like why shouldn't it be yeah so yeah of course yeah, and yeah. even internationally as well because I've, I've, um, I've been to America a couple of times and sometimes I just really struggle with my accent and I don't think it's because they're not, used not to clear. I just it. think it's because yeah. it's so alien. <laughs> you just can't understand Definitely. why we're pronouncing words a certain way. And it would just be lovely to even, yeah. The more Scottish, the better. I'm all for it. All for it. Scottish so yeah, characters and, I'd love yes. to just keep sort of working all on hopefully find some new projects. <laughs> I think this year has been a sort of, a bit of a stopgap, a bit of a kind of everyone take a bit of stock of what you've got and what you're doing and where you're going. And it also shows mm-hmm. that you can make zero plans because it's actually, you've just no idea where life's going to go. So I think you can have hopes and aims and you yeah, can sort of hope that. that things will go in a certain direction, but you just never know. So again, I feel as if I'm like actually just spouting out cliches here, yeah. but I think you just got to be prepared for like when things go in a different direction. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. God, life I mean, is one big cliche. <laughs> You've just got Love to write a the wave. Uh, yeah, but you just got to go on with it and see what happens, really. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So, if you could, off the top okay. of your head, I'm not sure if you do have one, but we'll see. Is there a quote you? Yeah, like? <laughs> we're full of the cliches. The quotes is great. Um, actually, What's I yours? do. I, it's a bit yeah. of a random one, and I think I've maybe lived with it slightly less now than I used to. Mm-hmm. But it's a failure is not an option, and it's a quote by Gene Krantz, who was he was the mission controller or like the flight controller on Apollo thirteen mission. Um, this again just showing off my geeky side. So when I was in fifth oh, year at school. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I was fifth year at school. No, I love I, it. It was too. Career Scotland at the time, and I think it's now Strathclyde <laughs> University. But I went over to Houston in Texas as part of a space school with like 26 other students from around Scotland, and mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of work to get there. All these modules and essays and maths and science and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I managed to go over to Houston in Texas, and 
met Jean Krantz, um, watched the Apollo 13 movie and the Apollo 13 control room. It was incredible. We met astronauts, wow. we met scientists, we socialized with them, we did challenges, we built like wee rockets and Mars landers and all sorts of incredible stuff. Um, and we met him and it's just like that failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. It's kind of things that it's not saying you can't make mistakes. Of course you can, but the failure is not an option. Ethos is more like the don't give up. Yeah. As in, you know that way, like if you're sitting... And you're just going, I can't do it. You're like, well, no, you can, because failure is not an option. You've got to find a way, find another solution. You've got to keep yeah. going to find something that's like, because I don't know, success is not one definition. Success is kind of getting to a place that you're happy. Maybe you didn't totally. expect to get there. Yeah. Maybe you didn't expect to go in that direction, but you've found that actually you're yeah. happy or you've something, you know, or like success is you it to be and uh, that's kind of the same with failure in the sense that like you can know when to give up but then that's still a level of success because you've decided you're in control and I think you just need to keep pushing through to find what's good for you I agree like exams at uni and exams at school and you know that way you're kind of just freaking out and you're going oh my god and you're like I can't do this and you're like I can failure is not an option I'm going to work harder uh-huh. I'm going to find a solution and it's about finding a solution I think that's a very long explanation yeah. for a short quote but of course no and that's so true and I think failure is something that you decide yourself as failure as well which is so important because that's something that I hope to show in this podcast there's so many different ways to be successful and ultimately it's the person like yourself that's on the other end of the interview which determines whether or not they feel successful and yeah no I think that is so true and I think one thing you need to be careful is not to define yourself by what society thinks is success so yeah definitely well I mean mm-hmm. or compare massive yourself. I think the thing for it's me is like we're also guilty of. a lot of people have asked me why I didn't go down to London like um a couple of years into STV obviously I had lots of live hours under my belt and I obviously it's a effectively it's a bigger platform it's a bigger audience but mm-hmm. I honestly don't think I would have had as much fun with as many great people and filmed as many interesting things or had as much control over what I was filming if I hadn't stayed at STV and I for me staying there wasn't a case of not wanting to be successful for want of a better word like in inverted commas like it was because I felt like I was being successful I was loving it Mm -hmm. and to me that's what you should be aiming for in your level of success if you're happy and you're having Mm -hmm. a great time then you're successful for me that's what it means to me Thank you for listening to my first ever episode of Galvanise. I really appreciate it. Special thanks to my guest Jennifer Riock and my friends and family for encouraging me to give this a go. You can find us at Galvanise Podcasts for all the latest news. I'll be back next week with another guest and some more interesting success stories. See you then!